Right, good evening, Mr. Carter. So, explain to me how you injured your knee. I'm interested. Well, as an elite sportsman, <laughs> I was playing football yesterday, running at high speed, and then twisted <laughs> to change direction. And when I twisted, I could literally hear a pop. Oh, well, that sounds I like heard... a tendon or a... Or a... Yeah, yeah, I heard a pop and I actually felt something rip in my knee. So oh, my life. Sprained knee, potential <laughs> ligament damage. Um, yeah. So chips away your knee after this podcast finishes, I think. It might be because I'll tell you for why. I did something similar years ago um, where... Uh, I've, I, I, I think I tore my meniscus. Is what we've, uh, is what we've sort of, uh, we're guessing at now with the doc. Um, they did send me for some physio, but because of COVID, it takes yeah. about a year for your, for your physio to come through. You know, for your appointments and stuff. So, um, but that was it. Then that was game changer. It was, you know. I could no longer be Zinedine Zidane, and now I'm, you know, I have to hobble around a little bit, and you know, more Perlo now than Zidane. Well, that's cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. That could be. It yeah. could be. You have to wait for the vets football, where you're equally s- as slow as everybody else. <laughs> well, that's cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you glad we kept it now? <laughs> this chat for the, uh, for the podcast. Um, I did that bit out. I <laughs> so, episode forty-one. We've made it through. We made it through an entire season. How about that? Um, which is uh, which is really good. However, um, we did play a game. Uh, I'm not really very interested in talking about it. Are you? It was okay. We didn't do much. We drew. It was fine. Brilliant. Didn't really care because we'd already won the league. Which game is this? Sorry, oh, Torquay. Because obviously Torquay. we haven't. We didn't pod last week, did we? So Torquay. We played a game. It didn't matter. It was irrelevant, really, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it relevant for us. At one stage, it looked like Torquay might have pulled off a, a great escape. I think they only needed a couple. When they were winning, I think they only needed was it two more goals to send Maidenhead down. But yeah, yeah, as far as I were concerned, dead rubber, party on the south coast, happy days. Could have lost 5-0, wouldn't have been bothered at all. No. Um, I saw, uh, I think, I saw Richie's blow up trophies floating around. Uh, and in fact, I think I know somebody who's got one of them. I think Paul um, has brought one back from Torquay, uh, and I saw him at the parade, and uh, and he had it with him. So uh, some of some of them have returned. Uh, the old blow up trophies, um, but that was I guess that's a, that was a good talking point. Um, did you get over for the parade? You did. I saw pictures of you in the turf, so I know you did. But where did you go? Yeah, we started, well, we were camped outside. Did the Wrexham coach now, formerly Yates's, formerly Crafty Dragon? Yeah, High just Street, basically, yeah. Yeah, just on the corner near to the um, the Wednesday Arms where we were able to get drinks from, so we had a good location. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, we started off actually where... Um, 
at the entrance to the uh, to the ground where the sort of players and not well where the players used to drive in, but where you know where the club shop and stuff is, right where the bus started. We saw it come out of there, um, and then we went outside the Mold Road where we picked it up, and then we went into town and picked it up again an hour or something later. It was a while when it um, when it come up the high street. Uh, we caught it, and they were. The, I mean, it, it was weird watching it on the, watching it back on the news. Um, I know the uh, the police speculated there was forty odd thousand people um, that they uh, that they think was out, but it, it was it was wild times, man, wild times. But you can, it's hard to believe, isn't it? That it's you know, yeah, and hasn't really sunk in what happened that night, what's happened this season. I think you're right, or whoever came up with that number, I think 40,000 is about right. The amount of people who lined the streets yeah. right across the town, city even, um, carnival atmosphere. Someone you'd expect from a, a Premier League side, he just won the Premier League. Yeah. It was absolutely massive and, and what a day. I bet the turf was busy after, was it? <clears throat> um... Or did people go home? Oh, what, what happened? Yeah, well, well, we had to queue to get in just yeah. after the bus went back to the ground. About was it nine half nine? Um, but it, we actually got kicked out in the end. I think we got kicked out <laughs> about eleven o'clock. Whether they'd run out of beer or they'd had enough of a singing on a school night, I don't know. But it was fairly busy, to be fair, but not absolutely rammed. You could still get served within five minutes at the bar. Oh, that's all right. That's the best way to be in it. Just oh, busy, perfect. busy yeah. enough with a bit of atmosphere, but you could still get a good service. Exactly, exactly. So we the, the 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 lads have been to Las Vegas and had the, a whale of a time listening to Ben Tozer on Talk Sport today. Not sure if you've heard that. Um, just sort of going over what uh, uh, you know what they've done, and obviously, I, like most people following along on Instagram, looks like they've had a whale of a time. Um, I mean, you know, no expense was spared there, bar the flights. It would appear because they had to have connecting flights, and they looked like they were in economy. Um, <laughs> And I don't know whether Tozer was joking when he said uh, when he he said that there was talk already about what we do next year and private jets and stuff, because um, uh, you know I'm not sure was it about twelve hour flight and in economy for some of those lads who were big wouldn't have been very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan said next season it's a retreat to the Faroe Islands, meditations or something, wasn't it? That's yeah, one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but to be fair, you know, I mean, we would obviously argue they've earned it. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, that they've probably made some very good memories and it'll have done them good as a team. Um, it'll really have helped them bond uh, the ones that will be returning, I guess, um, as we start to now turn our attention to retention lists, which I was hoping would have been out by now. But I guess we'll get it in the next couple of days. It looks like Parky and the staff are, are, are golfing in Portugal. Um, so I think that that list is probably going to hit tomorrow, Friday, do you reckon? Um, I'm not sure, you know. Um, I can't remember when in the cycle teams usually do it. I've seen a few football league teams name their retained reserve lists, so... Can't be far away, can it? Day after the season starts, uh, finishes normally. Um, you're, yeah. you know, you're very quick. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think there's going to be any surprises on that, as such. I guess the key one, there's probably one key, because like I think 
apart from Leighton, all the goalkeepers are out of contract. So I guess the one we're looking, for, the, the one we're interested in probably is Foster, in it because that'll dictate what we do this summer. Um, whether if Foster's not on it and decides to, you know, he's just started up another go- a golfing YouTube channel separate from his uh, his Fozcast, separate from his cycling GK. So he's um, if 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 he's not on that list, he rides off into the sunset, I guess. Um, doesn't he? Uh, you know, if he's sorry, if he is on the list, i.e., we've let him go or stroke, he didn't want to stay. Um, I guess that's the only one for me. I think that's that that's of interest. I think the others, which we might talk about, are pretty straightforward. Do you, do you agree? Concur? One more, yeah. One more, yeah. Um, yeah, the interesting one will be Ben Foster. Um, from his body language and his reactions and clips of him on social media, I've got a feeling he will stay. Yeah. Um, even if it's for just one more year, I think to have him in League Two for one season um, would be great. Some may argue, is it not better to get a 26, 27, 28-year-old who's just coming into the peak of their career and can stay with us for the next three or four years? I get that, but... I think if Ben Foster's available and he wants to, then give him a year extension, make him number one and yeah, and then see what happens in regards to our second and third choice keepers because like you say, it's only Lainton. I think he's got one more year left in his contract who are under contract. So be interesting to see what he does with Howard and with the two youngsters, um, Watson and Calderdale Pike. But like you said, I think the writing is on the wall for the other players who are out of contract, which we may get on to later as well. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, to, to cover bases there, Jake Hyde is out of contract. He's on <laughs> holiday in Thailand at the moment, I think. Um, you know, we, I can't see us take, giving him another year or two, can you? I'd be amazed if we did anything there, given the strength of our forward line and his glass-like ability to be injured. Uh, Reese Hall-Johnson, Bryce Hazana, Harry Lennon, Liam McAlinden. Um, have I missed anybody? Uh, I think, you know, those are the those are the types of players that are sort of out and, you know, they've not, they've featured very little, apart from McAlinden, who is always fit, isn't he, to be fair, he's not injured a lot. Um, but I think with this, the sort of squad rules that we've got now, you know, you've got tw- uh, uh, people over the age of, what did we say last week, last time we were on? Was over the age of 21, you can have 22 players. You know, you can't be carrying people, uh, I don't think, anymore. So I suspect that um, they would initially let them go. And I guess you'd recall, you, you know, you'd offer them another contract if you couldn't find somebody and you were desperate, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's sad and it's ruthless but that's football isn't it especially with the new rule now we're in the football league harry lennon great player on his day yeah Um, i loved harry lennon that first season uh, he was out that first half of a season we had him fit he was unbelievable yeah first half of the 2021 22 season i think he was a lot of people's player of the season until that he was certainly pick of the defenders um but He's had awful luck with, with injuries and like you say, we can't carry anyone next season. We can't carry people who aren't playing or are injured all the time. I'm sure we'll get fixed up with a, 
at least another National League team, maybe even a League Two team as well. Um, but it'll be a shame to see him go. McAlinden is another one, always fit, to be fair, always fit. It's just when you're the jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. how are you going to fit into a, a team of Wrexham's quality? Um, but again, I'm sure we'll get fixed up with a National League League Two side. Bryce, another one, good on his day. Parky's favourite, as he was as well. He always seemed to get back in the team really quickly, if you think about yeah. it, when he was I fit. Think out of them, Bryce has probably got the most chance of staying. Yeah, because he play both men. sides. He's versatile, he can play both sides. And we know Parky likes him as well, because when he is fit, he does. Yeah, it seems to be, yeah. Either player make the squad. So, yeah, we may see Bryce again next season. Reese Hall Johnson. Probably not good enough for a team aiming to win or certainly get promoted from League Two. I think he was going to go anyway, wasn't he? He did ask. Do you yeah. remember there was that a couple of months ago he'd asked to go? Um, but I think the Ford not being available muddied the water for him there probably and they just kept him just to be safe. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think his, uh, his days are done, unfortunately. I guess the, the, the interesting thing, the potential that people are talking about is, is there anybody that, whilst they might be under contract, the club might be thinking, well, we think we can upgrade, you know, we'll pay you off, thanks very much, because obviously we'd have to pay up the end of their contract or agree a, a, agree a mutual termination, as they're called. Um, I like that. This so this, the reason I'm pinning this. There's two names that seem to come up quite regularly in spec, purely in speculation terms, and those are Callum McFadden and Ollie Palmer. Um, and now, I, the McFadden one, I get. If you could really go out and get somebody who's really going to challenge Mendy, I could, I could see that he won't be on big money. It wouldn't be a bit a big, you know, a a, a big chunk to have to say. Thanks, Callum. But we, you know, we found you know, we, in effect, we found somebody better. But we, you know, we've paid up you next year. Uh, good luck. Go and find yourself another club. Um, the Palmer one, however, is not as straightforward. Palmer has two years left on his contract, I believe. Was it three? Uh, I'd have to check. He signed a three and a half year contract midway through the season before. He did yes, yeah, he did. It was yeah, and he uh, that will be decent money. You know, and I think the the association with obviously the WXM clothing for me it confu- it, it it makes it unlikely for us to do anything. You'd have to you'd have to go and sell that. What you'd have to try and sell him, wouldn't you, if you were going to do anything? Oh, I wouldn't be selling him hundred percent. I'd keep him. I think he's a great player. I know he didn't have the best of second half of the seasons this year. Granted, he was injured for a bit. Um, but people forget how good of a player Ollie Palmer is. And you look at his record, he's played 200 odd games in the Football League. He's for a poor season, in inverted commas. I think he scored 16 league goals this season, which yeah. is still good really, really good return. And he's the perfect partner for Mullen in regards to having a target man who Mullen could run off. I know we've also got Dolby, but. I can't see why people would want to get rid of Ollie Palmer. He's easily a League Two standard player, easily a League Two standard player of a team who are aiming for promotion. And I don't get the the clamour, if you like, for to get rid of him. I think he's quality. I think, I think it's more... I don't think it's necessarily clamour to get rid of him. I think it's more speculation that he's obviously travelling from London still. 
Um, I think you know people are. Uh, it's it's it. Uh, speculating that he would have had enough by now and potentially I mean he looked to be really enjoying himself in Las Vegas and he did <laughs> he did say he did put out a long tweet saying we'll do the same next year do you remember, I don't know if you saw that on Instagram it was actually uh, a message which you know uh, said we'll do it again next year um, so you know I'd be, I'd be surprised but then again today um, I guess you talk about a little bit of speculation before we uh, before we go on to other stuff you know, we're being strongly linked with another set with more centre forwards. So Cole Stockton, for instance, was uh, yesterday's man, if you like. Um, and today it's Danny Mayer from Plymouth. Um, and Plymouth fans are adamant that it's nailed on three year deal. He's, he's, his contract's up. He's a free agent. And they're adamant that we're going to give this 31, 32 year old a three year deal. So if that's the case. You're not carrying five forwards in the in in the national league uh, in the in division two of the, of that caliber, so somebody's got to go. So do you, you know what do you do? do? Is Billy Waters the shortest player, shortest serving player ever in history, or <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Ten minute appearance at Torquay. Yeah, that was it. and he looked looked real good. To be fair, he had you know yeah, yeah. gold disallowed, but. Yeah, and you might be right in terms of Palmer. Maybe you'll come to an agreement with a club where they cancel it by mutual agreement, and then I, they'd sell him. They'd they'd sell him before they did that. Yeah, um, I think as it stands, we've got four quality strikers, and if we do bring one in, you're right. We can't have five quality strikers on the books. I don't care how much money there are. No one's going to come here to be fourth or fifth choice. I'd be amazed. Winter. Uh, and this, time, I mean, this guy is supposed. I mean, Mayor's the one today. I don't know if you if you've seen this or you've been working or whatever, but like that is everywhere today. That because um, you know, um, he's yeah, just, they've just done them. their retained list, etc. And you know, uh, and he's he's confirmed he's going. And he's, I think he's from around here somewhere. I think he's previously played at somewhere like Tranmere or somewhere. So I think mm-hmm. there's a a link to being closer back home. So this is where it all starts, doesn't it? You know, people start to link people then. Yeah, I think Alfie May from Cheltenham was Alfie May was another one. Yeah, because he got, yes. So there's another one. So these are all forwards that we're getting linked with. It just like doesn't, because when I looked at this Danny Mayer one, I looked at a few team sheets that he played for Plymouth and he played as a wide forward predominantly in the the uh, the lineups that I saw and I was thinking doesn't make sense because we don't play with a wide forward do we we don't play with a you know a, a three up top if you like with these sort of a winger or whatever you know we are a wide forward um so it didn't make sense to me but yeah here we are being linked with umpteen forwards you know so yeah. they say there's no smoke without fire but that Alfie May one has been that was, do you remember, was it January? We Did we get linked with him in January? Yeah. Earlier in the season, we were definitely linked with him really strongly, weren't we? Yeah, he's a name who's cropped up before, hence why I saw it yesterday. It was a, a familiar name. Um, maybe we're planning for a scenario which we've not experienced yet. And what happens if Paul Mullen gets injured? I know he was banned for elbowing and karate kicks for a few games <laughs> in his first year, but... Apart from that, I don't think he's missed a league game. He's never been injured, has he? Um, and we need to make sure if he is, God forbid, ever injured, because he's yeah. so integral to how we play. We need a player of simple quality to to come into that team, whether it is Billy Waters. We've not seen too much of him yet, whether it is 
May or the guy from Plymouth, I don't know, but maybe that's part of the reasoning behind if we are indeed in for these players. I mean, we've got to consider the fact that Mullin would potentially start to get looked at by Wales if he starts well in League Two. And obviously what we have to also have to remember is like, unlike the Premier League, which kind of stops for international games, League Two carries on. Uh, like the National League did. to, um, So, you know, we, we would be without him for games and for periods of time. Um, so, you know, maybe there is that. I just I just find it hard to believe we would roll with five strikers in a 22-man squad, um, personally. But maybe we're wrong. Maybe we'll see. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you can't have too many goal scorers, I guess, can you? If you are going to be over anywhere, is goal scorers the, the, way, the place to be? Yeah, um, but five out of a twenty-two man squad. Bear in mind the goalkeepers don't count. They're 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 you know they're they're their own thing for whatever reason in this squad rule. Um, but still, you know that is a it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Great to have five quality strikers, but then are you compromising your squad places in other areas? And who's going to come here and be fifth choice? Yeah, no, I I, I I agree. But we are in silly season now, so it is, you know, <laughs> it, it is, uh, you know, especially now the uh, retained lists are going out. It is that time of year where the speculation will start. Agents will be clever. They'll use our name for anybody that's half decent in League One and League Two, I imagine. Um, they would use our name um, to uh, to try and get better deals and more money off uh, off other clubs. So, um, I think it, it will go it will go bonkers um, in terms of who we're linked with. Um, so, how about we now have a little review of last season, and we're going to find out because uh, I'm well prepared. I have some uh, uh, some sort of I don't want to call them awards, but some 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 moments and some best players uh, uh, to to pick. Um, so, if you game for this, we're going to go through. Uh, uh, half a dozen or more key key players and moments from last season. Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, <clears throat> who is Alex Carter's player of the season for last season? Um, I actually put my top three up on Twitter a few weeks ago. Yeah. Can I give you my top three? If you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Third place, Elliot Lee. Yeah, okay. I can understand that. Second place, Super Paul Mullen. Oh, this is controversial. <laughs> oh, First yeah. place, Mr. Consistent, 7, 8 out of 10 every week. Viva Bentoza. Viva Bentoza for me. Wowza. Okay. Every time I've watched him, he's, he's class. And I think he's probably the most underrated player in the team as well, if we've got that award category coming up. Um, I just think without Ben Toza, we'd be a lot shakier at the back. He's a captain, he's a leader on and off the pitch. He reads the game so well, very rarely makes a mistake. His throw-in's a huge weapon. I just think he's a huge part of the team, and I'm yet to see him have a, a really poor game. Every match I've seen him this year, he's been top quality. So it was tough. It was tough between him and Paul Mullen for top spot, but I'm going to give it to Toza. Yeah, I know. I can totally understand that. Um, I thought he's, he's, he, if you remember the start of the season, 
he he wasn't at his best, but he was never a problem. Um, and for me, his season kicked on a gear in that Oldham away game when he scored the goal yeah. in. Did he? Would it been like the 80th or 85th minute or something? Um, <clears throat> he scored the equaliser where he dropped a shoulder in the box and rifled it in the bottom corner. Because there was a bit of, you know, oh, he's having a bit of a wobble. Pete, there was a little bit of grumbling around him, but it wasn't that he was having a bad game. He just wasn't at his exceptional level. Um, and he kicked on from that point. And not far after that, Tony Cliff came into the side as well. And, um, you know, we looked a lot more solid at that point, didn't we? So, so yeah, I can understand that. I think I would definitely have the same top three. I just, I don't, I I. I just don't think I could take it away from Mullin personally. I just think he is he's the difference maker for us. And I think that's why um you know he scored big goals in big games. And uh yeah, so for me it was I picked Super Paul Mullin. But I could understand those three seems to be the ones that are coming up when you see what people, you know, online, those are the three names that seem to be uh, seem to be the ones. Uh so goal of the season. What was the one for you? Ooh. Shall I, give, shall I give you mine while you have a think? Go on, you give me yours. I'm not sure if you can see this. So, uh, You've got it framed. I've got it framed. <laughs> oh, it's good old Ooh, Zoom. The reflection. Good old Zoom can't, uh, can't focus, can it? So that is the, uh, that is the Paul Mullins' first goal against Boreham Wood um, in the game that won us the... I just think in terms of importance, that was the point really that we kind of knew we'd won the league at that point, although there were still 20-odd minutes to go. Um, so for me, that was just... It was it was just typical Paul Mullin picks it up, out wide, cuts inside, top bins. It was sensational, and it, it just typified him for me. So that, given the importance of the goal and how good it was, yeah, that, that was, for me, that was... There were some other good shouts, James Jones against Altrincham, the sort of a uh, little bit of ticky-tacker sort of going on. Elliot Lee scored a couple of blinders, similar to that Mullin goal, hasn't he? Um, Tom O'Connor's overhead kick was the, another one. Do you remember him? We drew with York. York. Yeah. Uh, was it in about the 80th minute or something he scored that? And then they scored straight away after bringing a sub on. Or <clears throat> That was the other one I just thought, you know, you know. Uh, Dolby against Aldershot, you know, that was important. Maybe it wasn't the best goal, but it was really important. Um, so I had a few going in my head and I just, I always came back to that one just because it's, 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 it's iconic. So uh, that's the reason I went for that one. Yeah, there's a few. I think if he meant it, Elliot Lee away at Coventry oh, would yeah. have been up there. He didn't mean that. He wow. didn't mean that. But yeah, um... yeah. Luke Young's chip at Maidstone from about 40 yards. Yeah. Decent goal. I'm with you. I think in terms of importance and sheer quality, there's there's only one winner. Oh. Um, Mullins first against Boreham Woods. Good. I like that. So our outstanding moment of the season. What would be that what would be your best moment, oh. favourite moment? Easy. Ben Foster's save against Notts County. Yeah, right. That was that was the that was what I picked. It is interesting. Some people like say full time against Boreham Wood, you know, when it was sealed and stuff. But I just think that you, if if he doesn't save that and it's three all, you just don't know what's going to happen. Do you? you don't know the pressure that then comes in those following games. You just never know. So uh, 
So for me, um, I think, you know, a lot of people, you listen, you know, some people walked out of at that point because they were like, well, it's obviously going to be three all in it. And they're gutted that we've, you know, potentially dropped points against Notts County. Um, but the quality of the save, the fact that it hits both his hands, I'm adamant it's going in after it hits his bottom hand. The more I watch it, the more adamant I am that it's just unbelievable that that second hand gets a touch. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree that Foster save was just, you know, what a moment. And I haven't checked, but I'll bet you it's got 10 or 12 million views on the BT Sport Twitter account now. You know, it was mental. It was six or seven million after about three days. So, um, so yeah. Uh, blooper of the season. Have you got one? Oh, blooper of the season. I can pick one. If you want me to go first, I, on the because I've, I've, I've thought... I've got one because it hurts so much. Oh, go Can on. We probably. Um, Mark Howard's last minute mistake away at Maidenhead. Yeah, that's, that was what game. I picked. Ah, yeah, okay. That, that was what I picked. We've, we've, we've been really lucky in the fact that we've not got a team that, oh, don't want to tempt fate for next year, don't make a lot of individual errors in reality. That's just, you know, um, but that was one, wasn't it? I guess, you know, you could say is the. Um, I guess it, it probably wouldn't have been as important because it was at the start of the season. But, you know, when he, he it was Mark Howard again, sadly. You know, it was at the Eastley game where he came to try and punch uh, their first goal. Their, that was their only goal, actually, wasn't it? Oh, the they, first game of the season, yeah. He came to try and punch it, didn't he? And he missed it and they scored. Um, but I, I couldn't think of too many. Um, I say no stray back passes, nothing. You know, no silly, silly open goal misses that cost us the game. Um, so there wasn't a lot, but unfortunately, that was the one for me. I think it was just, uh, it was yeah. unfortunate. Well, in penalty, was it made and head at home? It went straight into the building site behind the top. Uh, the goal by a fair few yards. May have been being harsh, just because I'm so upset about this match, but Dolby's sitter against... Sheffield United in the FA Cup. Okay, there. So yeah, I, yeah, I can, I, 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 for me, it would, I wouldn't have picked that ahead of the Howard one, but I could see why it would potentially be up there. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know whether was it is it is that just a miss rather than a blooper? I think you're right. I think that's what you're just saying there. Uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's that. Um, okay, so. Defensive player of the year, including the midfielders. So, including you know who sits in front of our back four: O'Connor, Luke Young, Andy Cannon. Um, you know, you think about all the back five. Sorry, back four, back five goalkeeper. Who's your? Uh, who would you say? I guess you've got to pick Tozer because you've picked him as player of the season. <laughs> so, I guess you've got to pick him, haven't you? Uh, I've not got a choice, have I? If I picked him as player of the season, he's got to be yeah. defensive player of the season as well. For me, I, I think if O'Connor would have had a good, a full season, he would have been up there with it, given the form he found, just how important he was sitting there. But I think the fact that Toza was just Mr. Consistency, for me, that was the... Uh, yeah, I, I agree there. So flip it on its head then. So attacking player of the year. Oh, it's got to be Mullen. Got to be Paul Mullen. Okay, I've, I've wondered whether you might just give somebody like an Elliot Lee a bit, a bit, a bit of credit there. But yeah, I, I think for me as well, you know, he is Mr. Big Time, isn't he? Um, he definitely is. Um, and then I guess what I'd like to like us to settle on is what we think our probably our best eleven was. So, 
who would you, you know, if you think about the season, uh, Foster only played eight games, Howard played 33. Who would you, you know, go? let's go quickly through the positions and see who's our, who's our team of the season from a Wrexham point of view. So um, who's yeah. in goal? Should we start in goal? Should we work it out from the back? Yeah. I'm going to put Ben Foster in there. I know he only played, was it seven, eight matches? Eight, yeah. Eight matches, but we look so much more assured with him in the back. Apart from that game against Halifax, where we didn't have the best of matches, but for the penalty save against Notts County alone, I think he takes, <laughs> yeah, he okay, takes the I concur. Yeah. I concur. So left wing back, it was Mendy for me. I know he was injured a lot, but I just... I thought it over this over the course of the season. I thought he was more of a threat and was the better player. Even that, even though he had that wobble at the end for a couple of games, um, you know, he came through that, didn't he? Yeah, and again, I think back to the Notts County game, the shit he put in in that match and scores as well in the most important game of the season. I'd give it to Mindy as well. So I think the for me the back three is Tunnicliffe, Tozer. And I would pick Hayden. Um, I think he was. Uh, he, I think he was the better between him and O'Connell. Um, but what do you think? Tozer, yeah. Tony Cliff, yeah, did very well when he came into the side, and Shaney got injured for the last few matches. Definitely those two. <sighs> Trick you on between Hayden and O'Connell. I don't, this sounds bad, but I don't think Hayden actually had the best of times when he was playing at right centre-back. He was still very good. Okay. I just think O'Connell came in and edged it slightly. Obviously, Hayden's more of a threat in the opposition box, but in terms of defensive um, prowess and calmness on the ball as well, very good on the ball as well, O'Connell and his... Magic dart and run against Notts County. <laughs> always coming back to the county Kicks game. Kicks into himself, yeah. Rugby style, yeah. But yeah, O'Connell just okay. just nicked it for me. O'Connell for you. Uh, right wing back. Uh, it's a bit tougher this one for me, but uh, I, I think for me, I think if he'd have been here all season, Barnett would have had a real shout at some awards. Um, so I'm going to pick Barney for right wing back. Yeah, I'm going to pick Barney as well. Ford, new sign-in, settled in quickly, solid, good going forward. But Barney's been such a catalyst since he joined um, a few months ago. Gives defenders so many issues. Quick, good cross on him, solid at the back. I think he turned us into title winners. Yeah, he certainly I can see turned it. us into title winners. Yeah, we'll give, okay. it, give it Barney. So let's pick our three in midfield. So for me, it would have been uh, my my I the, the midfield three that I was hoping to see really would have been O'Connor, Cannon, and Elliot Lee. That was my that would be what you know my pick was. Um, but I can understand why why you might think Young. Um, we didn't see much of Davis, obviously. But go on, give me give me yours. <sighs> It's a tricky one, very tricky yeah. one. Elliot Lee, no-brainer at number 10, just because yeah. Davies was, was injured for a lot. So Lee at 10. Oh, that's tricky. Jonah I'm going to say Luke Young. Okay. 
well, he missed the last, what, 10 matches maybe? But up until that, he was top three player of the season contender, if not player of the season contender for his energy, consistency and all-round game in midfield. So I'm going to give one of the spots to him. Yeah. Oh, the other one's got Jones, Cannon, O'Connor. I'm going to say O'Connor. Okay. Cheating yeah. slightly because he played the last few matches at centre back, but yeah, centre back as well. He was quality, he was really and good. Yeah, it's really hard. He was quality, scored a few decent goals as well. Actually, it loves um, a deflected free kick, <laughs> free kick, an overhead kick. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go young okay. O'Connor and, and, and Elliot Lee. Okay, interesting. Uh, and then up front, this this isn't as straightforward as you think. I mean, Paul Mullin, without doubt, you know, absolutely sensational. And how lucky are we to have that man? It's just incredible. Uh, so that's a no-brainer for me. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I think Dolby's edged it this season for me. Uh, I don't think he, he hasn't scored as many goals as Palmer. Um but from where he was at the start of the season, that we were scratching our head, going, "What is this lad doing here? What you know? We need another forward." Um, to him ending up being selected ahead of Palmer, you know, whether he's got injuries or not, Palmer, I don't know. Um, but for me, Dolby's edged it. He's, he's stolen it by a nose at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. Very, very tough decision. Um, but I'm just going to give the nod to, to Dolby. Partly, in fact. To, to what you say about him coming in and being shaky and being criticised by the fans. And I remember his header against Coventry and his, yeah. his performances after that. From that changed his season, didn't it? I think it did, yeah. That when we saw that team sheet, we all thought, what's Dolby doing? But yeah. that goal must have given him confidence. Then he went on to score a few more. I think his goal against Chesterfield was really good. The important winner against Aldershot as well. And just his all-round game. Um, I'd give it yeah. to Dolby, but very, very close because Palmer oh, had a decent season as well. Yeah, uh, as I, that's why I said by a nose, it was you know mm. it was it it's close. Um, if Palmer would have been fully fit or uh, you know was on would have been on fire, would have had a problem with that, and obviously it would have been him. But just just for me, Dolby stole it at the end. Rexon, take a giant step. Special guests, exclusive interviews, and behind-the-scenes insights. It's all on the Racecourse Ramble podcast. Uh, all right, let's start then. Let's let's just uh, start before we look ahead. Let's stay in the here and now. Then um, there was two bonkers playoff semi-finals. Um, really, if you saw them both, yeah, I sat down and watched them both that day. Um, I thought a county were out of it at one point. Let's start there. I don't know if you, uh, if you, having said that, at half time I did write a tweet which said they're not out of this. But at 2 0, it's a bit dead too. I bet they were sweating a bit, weren't they? Yeah, I know it sounds sad, but I was really looking forward to these two matches just to watch the playoffs as a neutral. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. See, Notts County sweat after getting so many points and still having to negotiate the playoffs um but yeah two crazy games the first one i was actually laughing when borrowwood went to and up i couldn't believe it yeah um, not <laughs> county victims of their own yeah um, doing aren't they in regards to the high line and the tiki tacker at the back 
Um, but even at 2-0, you always felt Notts County had a chance of coming back into it. And then they score straight after half-time, get a penalty, okay, which was missed. And then you kind of think, okay, maybe this is Boreham Woods Day. And on 95 and a half minutes gone, you're thinking, wow, yeah. how's this happened? But credit to County, they kept going, they kept going. Shocking defending by Boreham Woods for that equaliser. I agree. Um, and then it goes to extra time. I think everyone was saying, right, this is not to lose now. No way Borenwood can defend like that for another 30 minutes. But credit to Borenwood again. They, they nearly held out for penalties. And I was gutted we couldn't get penalties. Would have loved a bit of drama. But decent strike by Jones. Keeper should have done better, although he had a really good game um, at Donald and Lampen Eastley. So, yeah. And then another crazy match, the Chesterfield game. Yeah, you think two one down to ten men. You think the game's over, and then a a equaliser, as it's called, after <laughs> ninety nine minutes sends it to extra time. But you could tell Brom had nothing left in extra time, down to ten men, and Chesterfield just picked him off. And should be a really good, really good final now on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'd actually, uh, I'd actually gone out to pick up to to uh, pick up my son. And I came back, and as soon as I put the telly on, it was, I don't know what it was, like the 99th minute or something. Um, of course, they'd had some drone trouble, hadn't they, uh, during the game. Um, but so, so, And I'd literally just put the telly on, and obviously Cheeky had scored. Um, but I think, obviously, uh, it just, just Chesterfield just had... They, they, just, they, were, they were a better-built squad, aren't they? Um, so they were able to, uh, you know able to plough through. Um, and I, it was interesting today, I've, I don't know if you, you've, you've seen the quotes, but Bentos have said Ryan and Rob are flying in for the, uh, for the final. Um, and I believe all the National League sort of chairman and stuff have, have had invites to the final. Um, so it's not just them. Um, and there is a couple of disconcerting comments about, uh, about Rob and Ryan going to the final, both from Wrexham fans and from opposing fans. But, you know... Uh, I think it, I don't know whether it's the fact that they're going or the fact that they've said that they're rooting for Notts County, which is uh, which is ruffling a few feathers. Um, well, you know, whatever, you know, two 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 chairmen go to a football game, and what you know, and, uh, you can kind of see where these people are coming from. The ones who say it's a bit weird, I've never seen that before. Two chairmen of a uh, by the way, they can do what they want. I love them both. They can, yeah. well, not go and watch Chester. That'd be going a bit far, but they can go and watch who they want. I do find it a bit weird how they've publicly supported publicly County. Supported County, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. It didn't ruffle my feathers, but I can see why you should have just, like, you know, don't make that public. Just say, well, yeah, we're going, you know, uh, and, and just don't let people know that you're, you're going this big admiration for them and, you know. Yeah, exactly. And if they turned up at Wembley without any of the knowledge about who they were supporting being public, I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid, but to say you're actually rooting for one of the sides when Chesterfield have got there on merit as well. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not criticising them by any stretch of the imagination. I can just see why some people would find it a bit odd. Um, you mentioned a, na a name there. I guess we should touch on that. Um, so the uh, the Jokers of Jester, 
uh, embarrassed themselves royally. Um, not only did they lose the uh, playoff semi to Brackley, um, but then decided to invade the pitch and start throwing stones and all sorts at buses. And uh, I, th- I saw something about your, you know, a nine-year-old kid who'd been hit by a stone and. Uh, they royally showed themselves up, um, and uh, you know they just are just they are that, aren't they? What what a bunch of jokers! Yeah, and you can add to the the defacing of the mural the week before as well. So it's been a pretty embarrassing week for the uh, our Flinch. Well, not our Flincher neighbours, but Flinch's yeah. finest. Um, well, they're not even Flinch's finest, mate. It's Connors Key, Connors Key Airbus. Connors Key, yeah. Connorsky um, ladies, Airbus ladies, and then Chester, probably. And Chester, yeah. To be fair, got to give him a little bit of credit in regard to what the, the manager's done there. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm still very, very gladly lost, and let's have it straight. We're not going to play them ever again, are we? Certainly in league football. Um, he got manager of the season today, to, didn't he? Yeah, was he 28, 29-year-old? Yeah. Player? Not player of the season. To be very good playing that Chester team. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is that age. They'll yeah. get raided now, though. Willoughby will be gone, money, you know. They'll uh, I think they... national sides are looking at Willoughby, yeah. Um let's hope they go into mid-table obscurity again next season. And those scenes at the at the end disgraceful. Disgusting, weren't they? Absolutely disgraceful. And I don't think I've ever seen that for many of a sets of fans. Losing and then go oh, into pitch the invasion, and, yeah. The away fans squaring up with the away fans at the yeah, yeah. odds, odds, and I hope they stay in the National League North for a long time. I think they, uh, I suspect that they will be. Um, so yeah, that playoff final is oh, I've lost track Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, half three, Saturday, half past three. Um, I think they've sold 30 odd thousand tickets already, so already it's the biggest. It's the biggest attendance for the playoff final. I think I'd read. Um, I think uh, just before we started this, I'd I'd read that. Um, and obviously they'll Bristol be able to. Look... Rovers, Grimsby, uh, not no, apparently, apparently not. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's the uh, it's the most tickets sold. So um, I'll I'll retweet the tweet later so you can see it and so you can believe me. Uh, I won't be able to find it now, will I? Um, but yeah, apparently, apparently it is. Um, so and I'm and they'll have you know there'll be people still buying the tickets this week, won't they? In the build up, you know, re- managing to rearrange work and get babysitters and all that palaver. So, uh, yeah, promises to be a good day. Are you bothered who comes up? I'm not bothered to be honest. I'm not. I've got fussed. I'm not. I'm not in this. Uh, oh, county was so good. They 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 should come up. I think you know it. A lot of teams are quite clever, and I think Chesterfield were quite clever in the fact that at the point that they realised they were out the running, they they rebuilt that forward line, didn't they? Um, so, you know, what they did was get ready for the playoffs. So it doesn't matter how many points there was between us. Chesterfield very early altered their game plan. Um, so I don't think you can just... It's not as straightforward as just saying uh, saying that, you know, Notts County automatically should come up. Not for me, anyway. Um so I'm not bothered. Uh, they're both clubs that are football league clubs, really, aren't they? Either either way, you know. Um, so I've got no preference. But have you any thoughts? Um, not really. The only thing I'm factoring in is who's going to be more of a threat to us next season. Yeah. On that basis, you'd probably say Notts County are. So if I was going to swing either way, I'd probably lean slightly towards Chesterfield. But 
Really not for us. I just hope it's a good game. Yeah. Lots of goals. Drama. drama, basically. Yeah. Drama, yeah. 3-3, three, three, penalties, something like that. Yeah, it's a big game. It's, it's, that, this game and the championship playoff game are, are, are just uh, are massive games for me. They're right up there with Champions League final for me. But they're a better game. Um, you know, they're as yeah. important relatively, but they're a better game normally. The Champions League finals can be dull. Um, than at all Istanbul or wherever it was and Liverpool three three or whatever it was well you know, um, so uh, so th- these th- those two games are just chaos and as I like you say I just want some drama and some excitement and for yeah. it to be close to the end till the end not a red card after ten minutes that will spoil it like exactly and whoever wins you've got a feel for the supporters who don't win especially if it's not County I think back to how I felt against. Newport in Newport. 2013 at Wembley. I think that was the worst ever moment of following Wrexham with that sunny afternoon in May 2013. That hurt really badly. Um, so for Notts County to get what, 108, 109 points and then lose at Wembley, that does happen. There's going to be a lot of very, very upset County fans on Sunday evening. Um, Notts County's but... own better deactivate. <laughs> Deactivate for the fifth time this season. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's have our moment in the sun now. Um, we we we've made it to EFL League Two. We're gonna have shiny, different new badges on our arm. Um, we're not gonna have to worry about the words "vanorama" for a while. Um, so uh, if we have a look at League Two. Although obviously we we're waiting for playoffs to uh, to sort of decide who comes out of the league, uh, which is quite tasty. That Stockport Salford game is quite tasty, isn't it? Um, crikey! Um, and interestingly, Carlisle have done really well, um, given that they were nearly relegated last year. I think they were right down there, um, so they've done well to make it a back up. In fact, they were. I think they were nearly relegated. We took Mark Howard, and now they're getting promoted. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make of that what you will. Um, so uh, yeah. So in terms of the actual uh, the actual league, uh, we 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 can start to sort of see some uh, um, some potential fixtures. Should we should we uh, should we say so? The people we know will be will be in the league: uh, Crawley, Wimbledon, Colchester, Harrogate, Doncaster. I remember you picking Donny as a. a was it a, a, a good away day? I think is what we were talking about at the time. Do you remember about six weeks ago or something? Yeah. Let me finish. Yeah, let me go through these: Gillingham, Walsall, Newport. So obviously, uh, do, do we call that a derby? We've got a Welsh derby of a, of a fashion. Uh, Sutton, Crew, Tranmere, Grimsby. Obviously, a chance to exact some sort of uh, some sort of revenge. Swindon. Big side, Premier X Premier League side. You think about it, uh, Barrow, Mansfield. I think Mansfield are just. Did they just sign Clough? I think they've. I think Clough signed a contract extension, um, and then obviously uh, somebody is going to go out of, out of the uh, Stockport, Carlisle, Bradford, and Salford. One of those is obviously going to go up with Northampton, Stevenage, and Leighton Orient. Um, 
So, and obviously went out of the league a couple a week or two ago. I think Hartlepool and Rochdale went to again two big. Well, certainly Rochdale, big side, you know. So, um, and then if we look at the teams that came down, because that was quite. I thought that was quite interesting, um, because obviously uh, Forest Green had gone very early, hadn't they? With Duncan Ferguson, they were miles off it. Um, Accrington, so you know, Merseyside way, there's a you know, a, a good game for us, obviously. Morecambe and then MK Dons, I think that was on the last day of the season, was it? That MK Dons came down, I think, was the was the one. And that's a that's a nice ground to have an away day, um, in terms of you know, we'll get good ticket allocation at somewhere like that. Um, yeah, you need to brush up on your geography if you're in Accrington's and Merseysides. It's uh. It's Lancashire. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but it's not far. You're, from you're thinking of the advert where the scouser asks, "Who are yeah, they?" It's not bloody. It's not far away. Uh, it's only. It must only be ten, fifteen minutes away uh, from the Merseyside border. Um, but the, yeah, so we've got some. The good thing is we've got a lot more games closer to home because every game in the National League feels like it's a four-hour drive away, doesn't it? Yeah, lots more local games this season. Um, I'm trying to think who we want to win the League Two playoffs. You wouldn't be upset about playing any of those teams, would you? Obviously, Stockport, Salford, local, Bradford, great away day, big ground, and then Carlisle, nice trip up to the Lake District direction if you fancied it for I the think weekend. I'd like Carlisle to win it, if any of them. I think I Bradford's closer and got the Mark Hughes link so that gives a bit of interest to the game Stockport is you know another local rivalry what do you call that it's not a derby is it but rivalry we had a good run with them as well didn't we um, and then who was the other one I forgot sorry there was uh... you've got Salford Stockport Salford yeah. so Salford's quite an interesting one because the the, uh, the the Man United boys have thrown a lot of money at that project haven't they and they're not you know they've hit a wall in it here is this their third, fourth, third season in this league? Well, they went up 2018-19 season, so what's that? Fourth, fourth or fifth, yeah. So, they've had a good go at trying to get into League One, haven't they? So yeah. I wouldn't be upset to see the back of them and because they've got small ground and you won't get much of an... Uh, they've only given stock allocation. the fans for the, uh, for the playoffs. How many? Was it 500? 500, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, We've still got some guaranteed big matches, haven't we? Whatever happens, we've got Tramia, Newport, Crew, Doncaster, probably Stockport, Bradford, Salford, one of those. And there's not as, like you say, not as many um, Southern teams this season in League Two. Um, you've got your Accrington and Morecambe, so nice trip up to the Lancashire coast. Um, it's a lot more Northern heavy, isn't it, League Two, compared to the National League. And which is good for us on our away days. And yeah, Doncaster, um, massive ground. It's yeah. one of those new bowls of stadiums, isn't it? And not a million miles away, South Yorkshire, probably what, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, so that'd be a good one as well. So I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing the fixtures come out in a few weeks. Or yeah, so they they've announced out. that today, haven't they? So um, it is. Let me get these facts right now. Um because they've uh, they've announced the sort of timeline of what's going on, and we know a start date. We've got a start date for the season. Um, so, 
Uh, EFL, so a fixture release date is the Thursday, the 22nd of June at 9am. So everybody can announce their fixtures at that point. Um, the season starts Saturday, the 5th of August, but they, they, there'll be one game on the Friday night, a bit like what the Premier League do now, won't they? Yeah. They'll, they'll move one till the Friday night. Um, Carabao Cup starts the 7th of August. Uh, obviously, that's, you know, we'll be in there. Uh, we won't worry about the Carabao Cup final. Uh, <laughs> the EFL Trophy. I wonder if that's going to have a new sponsor. Because it was Papa John's, wasn't it? Um, you say don't worry about the Carabao. Bradford and me too. Got there in 2013. Yeah. Okay, not well, not okay. impossible. You go and put that bet on. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, the EFL Trophy starts week commencing the 4th of September. Um League Two playoff final Sunday the nineteenth of May. Um, so yeah, we've got a bit of a timeline of what what we can expect and and, and when. Um, and interestingly, the EFL. Um, I don't know if you also saw this was a few days ago, maybe even a week ago now. Uh, announced a new TV deal. Did you see that? Um, Lots of matches on TV. So the yeah the. Uh, and I, I mean, I was speculating with somebody just saying, I just wonder whether they might just try and move a few more of our games anyway to, uh, to see if there is an audience for us uh, and, you know, try and put a few more on. But from the year after, regardless, you know, the, the TV deal went up by about 50%. So everybody's going to be getting more money, lots more, like you say, lots more on TV. They've promised to um, plan them better. Because they plan them re- sometimes really late now, don't they? So you know, people are you know get caught short, um, uh, and I just, you know it, it they're they're going to replace. It looks like they're going to replace iFollow for domestic people with some other platform. Why they need to do that, I don't know, but they're going to replace that. I'm guessing it iFollow will stay for international, um, international fans. Um, so it was a big deal, um, but predominantly we just want more. We get more games on telly and more money. Happy days, happy days. What more could we want, really? You know, we've got some expensive floodlights to pay for. Um, so you know, two questions going back off topic slightly. Mm. Question one: Who do you want as the first away game back in the football league in August when the weather? Why do you say? Why do you say first? I just think it's going to be a huge game. First game back in the Football League. It's August, so the weather's nice. People yeah. are off. Who would you want? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether I'd want it first or whether it's just an away game I'm looking forward to. But the the one for me is Tranmere. And the reason being that, like, when I was growing up in the, uh, you know, late 80s, 90s, we had a little bit of a, you know, that was a, 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 I don't want to call it a fairly regular fixture, but, you know, that was a big local derby that we, we did play a little bit. So, and I seem to remember us playing that semi-regularly on a Friday night under the floodlights at the race course. So, Tranmere is the one for me that I, because when we asked this question, you is it are you going to say that Donny game, that Doncaster? Is that what you're going to say? Um, I'm tempted to say Doncaster or considering the size size of the stadium, MK Dons. Okay, yeah. So they're they're different, you know. They're 
I mean, I've been I've been to conferences at that MK Don Stadium, and it is you know it's a fantastic facility. Have you ever been? No, not been. Oh yeah, it's out of this. I think it's got a hotel in it and everything. It's out of this world. Um, but I, interestingly, I'd seen somebody uh, write that on Twitter that it, it they felt it was a bit of a soulless bowl. But I guess that's possibly to do with the fact that the team hasn't been doing so well as well, isn't it? You know. Um, so there'll be a bit of that in terms of the atmosphere, but um, yeah, for me, for me, I would like that. That that Tranmere is going to be the what that as an away day. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Um, without being able to know who's still in the league, like Stockport away was, you know, we owe them one for that that defeat that we had uh, last season. Um, yeah, some nice, there's some lovely stadiums to be fair, but also the stadiums that are equally. National League level, isn't there? Sutton, yeah. Harrogate. Yeah. yeah. These all teams that have just, you know, uh, 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 punched above their weight a little bit and got into League Barrow two. as well. Barrow, <laughs> yeah. Barrow. You know, where yeah. we won't get, you know, we'd have got more at bloody Solihull where we will at some of them. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, I th- a tram here under the light side, I'd, I'd like. Maybe that would be better to be a winter game on a Saturday afternoon under the floodlights of a, you know, maybe not the first away game. Um, yeah, you could argue more come away, start of August, trip to the beach, nice weather. That'd yeah. Be a good one. Yeah. Don't know. Um, Don't know. Um, did you also see Dorking Wanderers tweets about MK Duns? Oh, I think I did. Remind me. Yes, so, there was a bit of control there. Yeah, go on, yeah. From what I gather online, Mark White, the Dorking Wanderers manager, is a massive AFC Wimbledon fan. And obviously when MK Dons got relegated, they put a tweet up saying MK Dons relegated to League Two. Yeah. Dorking Wanderers quote tweeted it and said, franchise FC, never right. forget. Yeah, okay. And that's made me like Dorking Wanderers even more, to be honest. <laughs> I hope they come up next season. Of course, obviously, if you think about um, somebody had uh, somebody had actually written on Twitter that Ollie Palmer is going to love scoring against MK Dons because obviously he come mm-hmm. from came from Wimbledon, didn't he? Um, and obviously, MK Dons was born out of a was it a, a disgruntled set of Wimbledon fans? I can't remember what it was basically, but uh, it was yeah. born from Wimbledon, wasn't it? Uh, was that the original Wimbledon? I've lost track of who was the original Wimbledon now. <laughs> it's just Wimbledon, early 2000s. They were looking for a new ground and they couldn't find one. So a businessman, I think Pete Wilkinson said, let's take Wimbledon to a city 50 miles north where we've got a new stadium. And that's how the AFC Wimbledon came about. Born. Yeah. 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 Um, and then MK Dons was born out of what was left. Uh, uh, or was MK Dons? MK Dons was born out of what was left. MK Dons was the, yeah. So MK Dons effectively replaced Wimbledon, yeah. just in Milton Keynes, and then AFC Wimbledon had to start, a bit like what Chester did and rise the way through Went the league. Through the league. Yeah. Yeah, so so there's there's some other story. I think Cambridge was close to coming down, which would have been nice for Moles, but they had a last day escape, didn't they? I don't know if they've still got a stand named the Paul Mullins stand, <laughs> or whether they've replaced it now that he's gone. But obviously, you know, after that mega season, they named a stand after him, didn't they? 
Um, I mean, they named the stand after him, and then about a week later, he left. (laughs) I mean, they replaced it pretty quickly. But that would have been that would have been nice for Mulls, you know, Um, Mm. because like he said, you know, he was happy there. It was just the travel. Um, So there'll be some, you know, we'll learn some new stories this season, won't we? That we're, you know, uh, as players come to play against. Uh, you know, friends, ex and players, people will move around. Look at Stockport. One of Stockport's best performing players this year is Akil Wright. Yes. It's bonkers, yeah. isn't it? And Akil yeah. Wright was, you know, I don't know, Keats and Ricketts couldn't sort of set, set him down into a... I always thought he was a holding midfielder, but he ended up playing quite attacking for a long time. Um, and then I think he, he probably left on a free. It's like, I, I can't even remember. It was about three years ago or something, he left on a free and battered around a bit, and now he's rocked up and is in the form of his life at Stockport. So there's all these other stories that we're going to come across, isn't there, that we've, uh, we haven't realised. Yeah, you're right. I don't think he's there anymore. I think Kwame Thomas was at Sutton at one point and, and did all right for them. I think he's gone up to Scotland now. Him and Tyler French have just won the, a, a Scottish Cup with Dundee. Oh, is it the Scottish First Division? The uh, second division? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't follow Scotland that much, um, but so I don't know which trophy it was that they won. But there was a picture of them both sat there with the trophy, um, so they both ended up at Dundee in the end. So, uh, so yeah, there'll be loads more, though, won't there? There'll be yeah. there'll be rooks of them. Um, so talking about players, I, although we won't probably, you know, we don't know a lot of names and stuff. But let's do let's let's play let's play the speculation game. If you were um, before we go this week, if you were Les Reed and. Phil Parkinson, Steve Parkin. What would you be, you know, what would you be looking to do with this with the, with this squad? What are the positions you think actually we we might need a bit more experience or, you know, some some fresh thinking, some fresh legs, some youth. What what would you do? Where would you do it? Are you in mm-hmm. you're in the you're in the Ben Foster camp, are you? you know, I the Andy Morell it was uh, just going on what you said before. It was Andy Morell who said I he said if he was the manager, he would be looking to go out and get a goalkeeper that was going to be with you for three or four years. Uh, so he didn't necessarily say he was going to be 26 or whatever, but he said, I would be looking for somebody who's going to be with us for for, for three or four years now, rather than relying on Foster. Um, so what are the what are the positions that you think we can, uh, we, we can upgrade, I guess? You know what? I don't actually think we need that many players. No. I think with the squad we had now, if we were to... Go with that, we'd have a very, very good chance of promotion. But I think the management are going to say, we want to win the league. Let's get two or three more players, quality players. And I think yeah. that's what we'll do. Um, goalkeeping position needs sorting. As it stands, we've only got Langton. So I'm happy to go with Foster for another year. If not, go and get League One or League Two's best keeper. So let's touch on that. Yeah, so are you... Are you going to give Rob the chance to come back as number one or are you going to say no we're going to go and re- we are going to go now and get number one and it's up to it's up to Rob Layton to, to stay and fight for it if he wants yeah I'd go with that um yeah, harsh on him really because he, he never puts a foot or a glove wrong when he plays for Wrexham it's just because he's out of the side that much to injury we're it's not playing hard. Bromley this year is it Bromley it's Bromley in it away <laughs> yeah no 3G to- pitches I bet yeah. he was. I bet he was delighted when Notts County scored that way. He's going, yes, we're not going to have to go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a good goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper. If Foster isn't staying, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, defense. What do we need in defense? Maybe cover for Mendy if McFadzine does go. Um, okay. You know what? I'd be happy with McFadzine as a backup left wing back in the in League Two. Okay. Right wing back. Ford, I guess, is the question. That was the other one that there seems to be a bit of speculation around. I don't know if you've seen much. Um, it's kind of saying that, you know, there is a chance, you know, given his, his off-field challenges, um, might he want to go back to Oxford or, um, you know, um, because otherwise you wouldn't need to play, you know, them two battling it out would be really good, you'd have thought, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd be more than happy with Barnett and Ford as a two right wing-back options yeah. for the year. I don't think you'd get a better set of wing-backs in League 2, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like I say, it just depends on whether Ford wants to move and off-field issues. Um, but if you're both at the club and they're happy, more than uh, content with those two at right wing back. Okay. Uh, Centre halves then. I mean, we've got well, we've got we've got five, haven't we? Toza, Hayden, Tony Cliff, O'Connell, Cleworth. We play a three again. If everyone can stay fit, I'm more than happy with those five. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any chance they offer Lennon a chance to be the sixth. Do you? I don't think there's any way they'll keep him now. No. Um, so, there's a, so there's a so there's a chance they could bring in a body there. I guess isn't there? If you were gonna, but unlikely to be a starter though is what is what I guess what we're saying. Yeah, they may find a 21-year-old from League Two or the National League who might... We should have had Casper Lapata, mate, from uh, when he left South End. Oh, who's he gone to now? Is it he went Woking. Woking, that's Woking the one. he went to in the end. He could have um, done better than Woking. Yeah, Woking. I agree. Um, um, so we got, okay, so, we're, so there's potential there. Midfield... Is that somewhere? Um, do you go and do you go and do you go and get somebody that's just a bit wily and horrible? And if we're playing the same formation, I think Lee and Davis as ten options. It's fine. If they both stay fit, I think we're okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we said it a lot during the podcast this season. Maybe the only player we're missing is a big nasty bruiser who can just sit in the defence and almost play that Patrick Vieira slash Roy Keane role, but we proved towards the end of last season you don't necessarily need that big lump um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that if you've got players who are composed like Cannon or, or O'Connor. Um, I would bring in one more midfielder just as okay. cover. And then up front, so for instance, up front, I mean, I think we've got enough there, but the question I guess is, is does it does somebody go out? You know, as their logistical issues for a Palmer, um, or is do they think Billy did this, or was Billy Waters a just in case? Billy, are you happy to come in till the end of the season? We'll buy you, but then we'll give you the option to go if you want. Maybe you know you don't know, do you? Because they were worried about Mullin at the time, if you remember, weren't they? It was all that that he needed some he needs a series of injections, is what I've read subsequently, is what he needs, not necessarily some surgery. Um, so, you know, I guess they were worried about that, having having that experience. Um, you know, just, that's the... Because if Palmer wants to stay, Palmer and Mullin probably start the season, don't they? Unless Palmer's really out of form. 
Yeah, it's a tricky one because we don't know who might want to leave or who is leaving. If we started League Two with Waters, Mullin, Dolby and Palmer, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. For well, we know three quality strikers, and from what I hear about Waters, he's, he's a very good player as well. So And he's played at this level, scored 14 odd goals last season. Yeah, proven at this level that's as why, well. That's why I don't think he's going anywhere. I can't see him go. He's got, you know, he know all these players know, apart from Dolby, know this level, don't they? Exactly. And he's just been to Vegas as well, so he can't leave now. Basically getting a free holiday out of us. <laughs> um, yeah, it just depends on who leaves. But I think with those four we've got at the moment, that's fine. I wouldn't add to it. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting just squad player of a centre half possibly goalkeeping might be the major retool where they you know they could end up bringing two in couldn't they and you know it could be some of the boys come back it could be that it's two fresh faces um because you're probably going to have to run with three goalkeepers in some way shape or form um and then midfield i agree i think that might be the area that we do something that we make a splash is to to midfield but again look at the people we've got you know cannon O'Connor knows this level. Uh, Elliot Lee knows this level. Um, Jordan Davis and Luke Young are untested, I guess, at this level. Um, but you would think that they would be, given how it's not that much higher quality in reality, is it, this level? You would think they would be able to make the step. But I, And you've, you've probably got to give them, you've at least got to give them the chance. Bear in mind, we've got transfer windows to deal with again now. You've probably at least got to give them till January and go, if, you, you know, if, you, if you're not showing you can do it, then we'll have to do something. Yeah, I think they deserve a chance. And the proof for me is the fact Stockport went up last season and was it 94 points? And they only just missed out on automatic promotion this year. So if a team on 94 points can do that, yeah. why can't a team who finished on 111 points? I don't think they spent a lot of money or did anything drastic either. I think it's predominantly yeah, built think... off what they could pick up and yeah. you know, what they, they had. Watson in from Notts County, the striker. But no marquee signings, were they? There was no championship level player or outstanding League One player, was there? Exactly. So I'm with you. I think two, maybe three signings is what we'll do. Quality signings. And you heard it here first. We're going up next season. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they do any change to the three up, three down, you know, because this league has four up and two down. Um, So if they do any change, I'll be amazed if it's from next season. I think they'll give everybody a season's notice. Yeah. Do you know, because you imagine there'll be some upset chairman in that league going, oh, well, hang on. So I think they'll give everybody plenty of notice. So I don't think it'll be next year. It would potentially be the year after. So, you know, if you... In, so in theory, we've got, what, three auto-ups and one through a playoff. You know, it's a big opportunity, in it, to, to make that leap up into League One. Exactly. Imagine that three autos after spending the last 15 years scrapping over one auto. It's going to be... <laughs> We could go up on 75 points. Well, that is, I mean, to be fair, back in the day, everybody, you know, I remember Spencer Harris saying it years ago, like, you know, everybody felt that if Wrexham could get out of this National League, they could. It's not to say it's easy, but it's it's obviously, it's more opportunity to, to, to go up, isn't there? And that's obviously what they were banking on. 
Exactly. And I think this time next year, we'll be up in League One, the new cop will be ready, and even more exciting opportunities to look forward to. So I'm feeling very positive. Yes, I'm with you. Good stuff. Right. Is that us done for the summer? What are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. Um, we'll have to do a reaction pod to the retained release list when that oh, comes okay. out. If you're game for that, all right then. I have got some. I have got some some guests planned. Um, so obviously you'll be uh, you'll be free to jump on them. But I guess yeah. Let's 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 have a quick one about the retained and because just cause there's potential for it to be dramatic. If Foster doesn't basically, if Foster says no, I've had enough. We'll be a bit like, oh right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm with you. I think he's going to stay. Um, yeah. I, I I think you know all the signs are that he was he's loving all that singing and stuff. I think he'd have been trying to play it down, you know, when people were singing it and he's singing along with it. I think he'd have been going, "No, oh, shut up, don't you know, don't go on." Um, so I agree. Um, all right, we'll do that, and then um, we'll. I guess if there's anything major happens, perhaps through the summer, we'll you know if we if all of a sudden. If you've signed Bale. <laughs> Gareth Bale. His agent has come out today and denied that again, by the yeah. way. He was at the races somewhere. Yeah, yeah he said he's uh, he said he doesn't want to play football. But yeah, if Gareth Bale signs or, I don't know, Erling Haaland decides that he's coming, he's coming to Wrexham. He Messi's leaving PSG in the summer. Oh, well, yeah. We've seen the lows and the 
Back in the football league. 